So here we are. We're starting out with episode four of the Juby Take. Tonight, we've uh, got uh, me, Steve. Me, Adam. And we've invited John and Diane Casper. Diane? Hi. I'm John. I'm Diane. Okay. Comedy starts early tonight. <laughs> oh, All right. Yeah. And, and, we and that's at a buzz level of about one. <laughs> <laughs> this could get interesting. Well, hopefully so. So anyway, so tonight we're going to be talking about the restaurant experience, uh, what it's like not only to, you know, what are we all looking for when we go out? Are we looking, you know, what is our criteria for a nice night? I mean, we have a lot of different perspectives here when it comes here we to that. Go. Oh, we get started wow. early. Got to like Just that. Just figured I'd throw it out there, guys. <sighs> but absolutely, we have different perspectives. We have, you know, from the diner's perspective to adam and and his extensive experience working in restaurants absolutely it's it's i think it's going to be uh fun to hear everyone's take i think when it comes to all different types i want to talk about you know what it what types of restaurants you know everyone goes to um what's popular uh to what we think to all different kinds of things all right, so we're going to start off with, you know, kind of what what is the criteria when you go out to dinner, Diane? What do you look for? I mean, it's are you talking? Are you looking at? Is it just the food? Is it uh, an interesting place? Is it a food type that you want to try? What takes you out of the house to go eat? Uh, it's usually um, the the type of food I feel like eating because I'm. I like most types of food. So if I feel like Chinese, then I'll cert, you know, research different Chinese places sometimes. Other times, you, you, know, you walk out the door and you go, okay, so where did we say we wanted to go last time? <laughs> so. Okay, well, good. John, what about you? Is it just what Diane wants well, that night, or, or do you think you have a say? Well, I, I think your question probably could get into a, a little bit more specifics because there's a lot of reasons to go out um you know if, if you're going out to celebrate something you're you're looking at a very different experience than i don't really feel like cooking or doing dishes tonight totally um, depends on the so, event oh absolutely you, you've got different expectations based on why you're going out yeah I mean, so you're going to go to a different place when it comes to a date or you know a birthday party absolutely <laughs> So, and we could we could ha go around and have that you know the same question for several different categories of you know types of dining experiences, right? Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that's that's definitely fair. So, you know, one of the reasons that that I wanted to talk to you guys about it because you do go out a lot. You know, you you do go to a lot of different restaurants. You actually are part of a group 
Yeah, supper club. That that gets together and kind of what's all this. The, what's the supper club? Uh, so we got invited, kind of um, in the middle of their their group, I, I guess, as they, for lack of a better word. We go uh, once a month, and we either go to someone's house or we go to a new restaurant that you know we all have not tried before. Uh, sometimes, you know, we'll go to a place that one of us has tried and just wants to share it with us. And that, that's I've probably had a lot of things that I wouldn't normally have tried a lot of restaurants i would have normally have tried if we didn't have this group that does this and gets together once a month so yeah just to expand a little bit on uh you know what adam was asking you know what is a supper it's a group of foodies and um like diane said once a month uh we get together every other month we do cooking um the host will create a menu for that month's event and typically the host will select the entree that they want to prepare and then they'll assign other dishes uh, you know an appetizer or salad or a dessert course uh, something like that to the other members of the group so that you know you put together a whole menu and you know we're a fairly loose uh on on sticking to the menu anybody has the option of following what the the host suggested and you know when they suggest something they usually send a recipe along with it uh if you feel you'd rather make something else you're free to do that at any time so and then you know the months in between that we select restaurants to go out to just a lot of fun. It's a it's, good group of people. It's really rare that we go to the same place twice. But we have a couple of times. I know we went to the uh, empanada place twice just because we really enjoyed it the first empanadas. time. Well, and so, we had one group, uh, one person from the group who wasn't able to make it, and she felt bad. So of course, yeah, we, we did a, a redo for her. That's only so this, fair. This is more of a social event. Yes. Kind of sharing the the dining experience with but, with people with similar interest i think it's really yes. cool i mean yeah. to be able to have you know i think that's the the age-old question every single day it's what do you want well, what do you want everyone has a hard time answering that question i think every single <laughs> day you know i mean well, we eat three times a day or yeah. well, maybe less but maybe more um but you know you have to answer that question with what you want at that exact moment and when you don't have a lot of options or you don't know a lot of places places you wouldn't have gone if you didn't have a group like that i think that that's really cool to to be able to do that so kind of bring this back to topic when we select a restaurant to go with festivities it's generally more focused on kind of middle middle of the road price range we don't tend to go to higher uh, range restaurants with the group and frequently we, we choose things that are a little off the beaten path um, you know, Peruvian, uh, different Chinese, uh, the empanada place. It's kind of an, an every, any given night kind of place. It doesn't have to be a, you know, a special occasion. You could just feel like, oh, hey, this is a place we want to go to. In fact, most of the time it wouldn't be a special occasion type of place. We've even gone to the Mekong Plaza and 
and did fast food through the, you know for one of the Chinese restaurants hmm. there. Or it was a Vietnamese. Fast food. It? Now that's an interesting topic. <laughs> yeah. Well, in the, the well, Mekong Plaza. We're not going to go there yet. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I mean, it was still it was still very good food. It was you know a different experience. We sat in a food court, but you know we were able to order whatever we wanted, and then we kind of all shared. You know what we. Well, ordered. you know, it, it it sounds to me like this is a way of not only sharing this kind of experience, but also getting other people's input as to where to go like adam was saying so often if it's just two people sitting at home it's what do you want i don't know what do you want and it, you know it just doesn't go anywhere and you end up ordering a pizza and not really being happy and getting mad at each other and going to bed anyway so <laughs> so uh, that's really kind of a you know a, a very interesting and a cool way of of dealing with that uh situation being able to share things sharing, you know, sharing food. One of the things that that is interesting to me that is is different now than it used to be is again some of the things we talked about is you know social media and what that does. Now nobody leaves home to go anywhere without checking Yelp. Yelp is my best friend. Yeah, and to be honest, there was a time before Yelp where we actually fed ourselves, <laughs> and and we were able to figure out where to go. I can't uh, you imagine. know, I actually am old school enough that, you know, we still take the newspaper three to four times a week. And, you know, they, they have a food section, I think it's on Wednesdays. And I love going through that and just getting other people's ideas of, you know, where to get the best best taco in town, because there are so many taquerias and taco well, shops so, and yeah, all that. So many different like things. That. So you're telling me that that's your perspective on is actually seeing it in print as opposed to I, Bazinga. I, I I start with print, so you know I'll I'll read through what they said about each one of the places, and if it sounds interesting to me, I'll usually put it into my tablet, so that when we're out and about and I have my tablet with me, I can say, oh, well, we wanted to try this place. Let's let's go there. So very old school of you. I know. One of the things that's come out of that that's on our current agenda is trying fish sandwiches in different places around the valley to find the best fish sandwich. How I yep. don't so understand. Eat, I mean, I don't think of eating seafood in Arizona. That's just not my cup of tea, I guess. Uh, actually, there's a whole plethora of good fish sandwiches Maybe. in Arizona. Great word. Great word. <laughs> that could I possibly that. be a drinking game at one point. It, it may, but it's going to be hard to get it out there enough. You take a shot when someone throws down a plethora I love that. I love that idea. <laughs> okay, so we're doing shots with plethora. <laughs> we need I'm not Ash. even sure. Yeah. Yeah, we, we need Ashley to be home. sitting here making drinks for you. <laughs> well, you she's, she's scheduled, if not sooner, she's scheduled for, what is it, June? With uh, Shark, July. Oh, July. July, with, Shark Week. With Shark Week. Yep. Wait, what? What's going on? Uh, Ashley. Yeah. Uh, is uh, she's going to be our our Shark Week guest, and she's going to you know give us the lowdown on Shark Week, which I will admit I've lagged behind. Oh, she'll bring you up to speed. That's, that's <laughs> she, reassuring. She is everything shark. <laughs> that's reassuring. That's good. So okay, so you said something, John, that was interesting. Just real quick, um, I got something, a note from the executive producer, um, Metcon, or the Mekong Me Plaza, Plaza mm -hmm. four stars on Yelp. It's getting some love. Yep. Just saying, it's a good place. Check and, and it it's out. Just, and it's just a food court. Mm -hmm. Well, that's wonderful. <laughs> yep. Thank you for that. So, 
what I was saying was, with you know, John mentioned that your guys are going around and trying fish sandwiches all around the valley to find the best fish sandwich. And I've always had a little bit of a difficult time understanding how anything can be the best because everybody's taste buds are different. What you like, some people like a lot of tartar sauce on their sandwich. Some people don't like it. Some people like a grilled fish as opposed to a deep fried fish. So... You know, it's 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 interesting that you you say that because I think that that goes on so many different levels. Everyone's perspective on on eating drink is, you know, or or even a, a good experience when it comes to eating. You know, a good customer experience. You know, everyone has a different level of that. I think that you know when it comes to experience, you know, their job, everyone's job in in customer service is to go above expectations, you know, but what are everyone's expectations? You know, some people might think that McDonald's has great customer service because that's their expectation. That's what they're okay with. You know, I think it just depends on certain people. Certain people will walk in and maybe you can call them snobby or whatever. You know, Chef Ramsey walks into a restaurant and, and actually... I thought you were pointing at me. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I talk with my hands. You guys can't see that. You're Italian, but, aren't you? Uh, no, not at all. <laughs> well, but everybody's taste is different. You know, for example, yeah. you know, a, a cheeseburger for you is cheese and the meat and the bun, and that's it. Okay. Oh, yeah. You know, it's brilliant. Why mess with that? There's a lot of reasons to mess with that, but we're not going to get into all okay, of them. Okay, cool. But everybody's different. You know, I like mine. If, if, if stuff isn't running out of the bottom of my cheeseburger, I'm not happy. Uh, I'm right there with you. I need goopage. <laughs> goopage. Goopage. Word of the night. But, oh, plethora's already got that. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, the, yeah, the idea of, of different tastes and different, you know, what people like. And, you know, that's, that's the age-old question to me. It's interesting you say that because um, in my research for finding the best fish sandwich, I mean, there's all kinds of fish sandwiches. Uh, in particular, we just went to... Nah, I can't remember. Pure 83. Pure 83 in Avondale, no, Glendale. Peoria? Uh, yeah, somewhere somewhere out west. Yeah, somewhere okay. there. Yeah. North, north, yeah. <laughs> um, and their claim to fame fish sandwich, and they're a, they're a fish shop, you know, they do lots of different fish different ways, is a catfish po' boy, and it was awesome. It was really good. I was going to ask, what kind of fish goes in the best fish sandwich? Well, it could be cod. It could be halibut. It could be, there's a number of different really good fish sandwiches out there. This one happened to be pretty awesome. So, catfish. You know, it's, it's at the top of my list I've never at the had moment. Catfish. Yeah. You don't live in the South. Yeah. It's a staple. They have that for breakfast in the <laughs> South. Well, and that's the other thing is, you know, where you're from. You know, the different tastes from different areas you know, take us on, on different paths. You know, John, you're from Wisconsin, right? Wisconsin. Okay, so... Go Green you, Bay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Shout out. So you got Northern Pike and, you know, whatever's in the lakes up there, right? Oh, trout, muskie, lots of panfish, uh, you know, bluegills, things of that nature. Uh, they're all good. And Friday night fish fries. And I don't, you know, we've been to a few fish fries here in Arizona, but there is just nothing like the northern Midwest, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Friday night fish fries. They're just something else. They're on another level. Well, you know, and that's the thing. It's, you know, that's one of the things that's always out there. Everybody tries to do it. 
getting back to kind of what we started talking about, one of the things that I wanted to know, and, and yes, I gave a very broad <laughs> stroke with the first brush on, on going out to dinner. What brings you outside to eat? Uh, I'm hungry. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Anybody else want to pile on on that one? Okay. So, but you know, the fact is that every time we go out, I think, you know, everybody is a little bit different, you know, is, is it just simply to, to purge the hunger from, from your stomach or, or is it you want an event or is it, I want to try this, you know, there's so many different things. And then also it's, it's what you get, what expectations. When you walk into a place, you know, if you walk into a place that's $10 a plate, okay, it's fine. You know, it's, it fed me. And if you walk into a place that's a hundred dollars a plate, okay, your expectations change. One of the things I always think about is if you're going to look at it, the whole experience. So it's not only price and it's not only the food, but it's the ambiance, it's the service, it's the people you're with. You know, you can go out and have a fairly average meal. If you have a bunch of really fun people, it's a great time to your, you know, absolutely to your group that, mm -hmm. that goes out and you're able to share, you know, what you like about it. And one question I want for, from, from both of you, I want to ask both of you is, okay, do you find yourself becoming a critic while you're sitting there? Are you thinking about, okay, how would I rate this? How would I rate the service? How would I rate the presentation? How would I rate the flavors? You know, uh, I probably only get into the how would I rate it on customer service. That's that's probably the only thing that I ever you know get kind of irritated about when I'm out. Uh, obviously, if it's real expensive, I ex there's there's higher expectations. You're going to expect you know better service. You're going to expect the food to be fabulous. And quite often, when it's really expensive, you find that there's not as much food, which is kind of the perfect yeah. portion That's size, yeah, yeah. As they try to say, they don't want to overstuff you. They don't want to serve you something you're not going to eat. It's it's so good. It's so expensive. They only want to put on the plate what you think they think you're going to absolutely eat. Right, a carrot. <laughs> right. It's okay. Come on. I I think I can fish down too. Yeah. Years ago, I found myself on a business trip in Chicago, and they took us to Morton's and Morton's Steakhouse, and everything was gluttonous. I mean, I ordered tomatoes and blue cheese and there's like four and a half pounds of tomato and blue cheese for a side. You know, I ordered asparagus and it's not asparagus, it's tree limbs. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's huge. There's no way. Serving for 10 people. You know, and, and then of course you pick your steak and everything is a la carte there. So you order your steak, you know, and it's $65 and the smallest steak that they've got is, you know, 74 and a half pounds. And then your sides you order and you order a baked potato. I love baked potatoes. And it, it really, literally it was a three pound baked potato. Holy cow. And so you're, you're just leaving all of this food. And I'm like, I didn't have a good feeling with that. Now see, I would look at that two different ways. Now, if I was out of town, I would be upset about that because then I can't take anything home. But I'm, I am a leftovers lover. So do you it, just reheat the leftovers right away or do you try to create something else with those leftovers? I do both. Depends. If, if it's actually a, a whole nother meal that I have available that I brought home, I would have, I would have it as a meal. You know, and I love bowls. I like kind of, I'm a, I'm a mixer. So, okay. you know, if I've got meat and I've got some sort of 
potato or noodle or rice or something and a vegetable, I'll put them all together. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so. See, and I'm Stir exactly the opposite. I know. I don't John want likes everything separated. <laughs> One of well, those. they can't touch each other. I mean, come on. We're not animals. <laughs> no, I like my mail mixed together. <laughs> so, John, you cook a lot. And so bringing home leftovers, do you feel creative at all with leftovers? Like Adam's point? No, not really. I Most of the time, I really don't have much leftover. I very rarely. Sometimes I'll, I'll bring a, a part of a steak or a part of a sandwich home, but I'll eat that then just by itself the way it was presented in the restaurant or as close as I can reheat it to that. I, I don't generally use leftovers to cook with. Okay, well. But you do, not leftovers that we bring home from a restaurant, but you do leftovers that we've made at home. So if we had you know, roast beef or whatever, you will use that in, a, in another meal Interesting later that in the is. week. That's probably true. When you've got, you know, a three pounds of beef left, uh, you know, there's an ideal starting point for a green chili, perhaps, or a red chili. Um, that That's an easy transition to make, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe it's easier to create other dishes out of something you cook from home. It's just harder to create Gen Generally from because there's a, a bigger quantity start yeah. a bigger base to go with rather than you know a quarter of a hamburger or half a chicken sandwich or something totally and i think everyone needs to know that john is an avid cooker he loves to uh to cook and is a very good at, at it so you know i dabble mm -hmm. i think uh it should probably be mentioned that adam is as well I'm, I'm pretty well, sure there is a throwdown coming up soon. I also, I, you know, I didn't mention this to you. This is on the air. This is Adam's hearing this, this for the first time. The challenge that you threw out, yeah, the last time oh, I'm well aware of this. Fiery Foods uh, has been set. It's <laughs> macaroni and cheese. Ooh, I like it. And what was the date? It's in late July. I, I don't know that it's an, an exact date yet. So you still have time to move. Yeah. If if you you know you don't want to deal with this you know there's there's a lot of states in the union that you could end up with hey I just can't make it tonight yeah but, I'll figure something out but other than that if you want to show up I think it would be a Mac lot of fun and cheese I like it there's just so oh. many options oh yeah now I must bring us back to topic a little bit because yeah. we've we'll dial it in we've slid a little bit aside it's possible should we do a buzz level. Okay, yeah, let's go around. Let's do a buzz level because I, I must admit we did a shot of moonshine to start because oh, well, why not? Exactly. So, Diane, where are you at? I'd probably say about three. <sighs> Solid That's three. That's great. Okay. Adam? You know, I, I think that uh, I'm rocking at a 4.99 today. I thought we discussed we weren't going three digits no decimals no no no. we were only going three digits because i think that oh somebody threw in the seven they threw in, exactly <laughs> that's right we they went four, four and it we're was we're not like, animals wow, come we're not on. animals we don't go that we okay. we have a time frame we have to you know finish 3.99 so. okay john uh, two and a half or three 4.99 yeah come okay. on man oh by the way i need another beer yeah uh i could go that route so uh so Sweetie, john i need a cocktail thanks Sure, Adam. <laughs> that was our uh, one of our executive producers, uh, Heather. I think that was our first appearance. That's her first, yeah, actual vocal appearance. A cameo there. Very nice. So, John, where were you? Buzz level. 
Uh, two and a half for a three. Two and a half for a three? All right. Okay. And I'm probably at uh, a 4.12. 4.12. Yeah. Okay. I guess that right probably trail. means I'm about at 2.773. Whoa. You went way too far. Yeah. Okay. So now we have way too much conversation about the buzz level. But Correct. Okay. So dining experiences. Tell me the last time you went out with great expectations for a place and were disappointed so horribly that you really have tried to block it from your memory. John, what do you think? Obviously, wow. I've already blocked it from my memory because <laughs> I can't think of one. But you start I'd, talking because I'll probably think of something. I think I've had an awful lot of really negative experiences. Maybe the most recent, and I think because my expectations were higher than than they probably should have been um was it built up by a friend well we we had been to it's part of a very small chain i think there's only two or three or four of them one of them being in las vegas and we had gone with a group of friends while we were in vegas including i think uh, most of the people sitting at this table Mm -hmm. Um, and had a great time. Uh, this was the original Pancake House in Las Vegas. And Always a good choice. It was really Phenomenal. good. Phenomenal. Well, 49er uh, rec- flapjacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Recently, we tried the original Pancake House in Phoenix. I can't, it, it was not bad by any stretch. It was a good dramatic But pause. it didn't live up to my memories of the experience we had had in Las Vegas. Were and, you hungover when you went this time? No. And, and maybe that was the problem. Yeah, See, there you go. But, yeah. you know, that's you know, this, this comes back to the earlier uh, conversation about how being with a group of people can impact your impressions of, of a particular meal or a particular restaurant. Yeah. Dad, I would actually like you to uh, tell us about particular moment of dining experience that we had experienced together in um, Texas that uh, I think would be, um, I mean, it was by far one of the more interesting dining experiences I've had. Well, okay, Adam, really what this, you know, talking about this is different parts of the country and, you know, eating in the South or, or, you know, in the Midwest, you know, what are restaurants like? There are chains that, that transcend that, that go, into these different areas but a lot of the local restaurants it's just a different experience totally and uh, what adam is talking about is you know we had uh, we had gone to alpine texas and we had gone there because uh zach was playing football and it was the first football shout game. out to zachary <laughs> that was good thanks so we were following zach the first game of his freshman year was in Flagstaff, but he didn't play. So this was in Alpine, Texas, and he was going to play as a true freshman. So we showed up, and you pull into Alpine, Texas, and it's a West Texas town by every account. Mm -hmm. And so you drive through the main street, and there's a couple motels, and we picked the one that was right next to the steakhouse because that looked like the place to stay. So we checked in. And we went to dinner and we sat down 
and ordered steaks. And we're thinking Texas steaks. This is this could be awesome. This could be really good. So we we ordered, and uh, when it came to the salad, Adam said, "I don't want any cucumbers on my salad, please." I was pretty clear about it. <laughs> and so I might have been slurring my words a, a little few, bit. No, no, not at that point. Okay, we were fine. So the salads came out and set the salad down in front of Adam. And sure enough, there were about five cucumber slices stacked on top of the salad. And Adam kind of looked at the waitress and said, you know, I, I didn't want cucumbers. And she, without missing a beat, said, not a problem, sir. And reached down with one hand and grabbed all five of those slices right off the top of the salad and walked away. <laughs> Now, I was aghast. I couldn't believe that, you know, I'm, I'm not so naive to, to think that nobody touches your food in the kitchen, but it's out of sight. Absolutely. All right? So this was right in front of us. Out of sight, out of mind. And she's walking away with these five cucumber slices in her hand. And I'm like, oh my God, I've never, all the times I've eaten out, all the times I've been placed, every place I've been, I've never seen this. Now, the most disturbing thing about this was when I looked back, Adam had already eaten half that salad. <laughs> it just looks so good and i'm like i, I oh, enjoy hey you know i just i was hungry um and uh i i'm pretty sure the thought didn't cross my mind at the time but i think halfway through that when you turned around is when it really hit me it was probably steve's face that actually oh, yeah. went, oh maybe i should Wait have a eaten second. that should, <laughs> should i have not eaten that what okay. you didn't know was that the waitress had another table who was asking for extra cucumbers <laughs> See, that very well could have been. That oh. would, now, that would have been the great story. Jim. That would That's have been excellent. amazing if she just if went right over to someone else another and table tossed and that on top of a salad. Exactly. Opened and the then hand. that guy started eating his salad. Oh. It's like, wait a minute. I didn't want blue cheese. You know, I want a ranch. That, that would have made me feel better. But no, that didn't happen. But anyway, so yeah, it just it's it's expectations when you go into a place. And, you know, what are you willing to accept? Right. Now, my next question is... When something happens, whether it's you not getting what you ordered or something is off, something is cold, what about a dining experience will make you question, kind of bring it up that, you know what, listen, this isn't acceptable? I have not done that very many times in my life. I'm trying to think of when I have. I know I have at least once, but um, I can't think of anything right off. I am more actually more um, likely to do it on behalf of someone else than on my behalf. On your own accord. I think there has to be a certain number of things wrong with, with the dish. In my eyes, I, I'll see I'll see past something like your fries are a little less cooked than you wanted them to. They're not as crispy as you'd like them to be. But if that's like that and then maybe, you know, I don't have any cheese on my burger or, you know, the bun is dry and hard <laughs> or they they don't bring your food at all well, oh man there that is was, there is that that was a good call more on that later so right back to what i said first of all probably the thing that's that i'm most critical about is is service because we um we actually went to a restaurant on the way to uh the theater and so we had a short time frame went in, sat down, and they were very busy. It looked like they were shorthanded. They did not um, even come to ask us what we wanted until we'd been there for over 30 minutes. And then 
it was another, I want to say another 30 to 35 minutes and still had not received our food. We got up and walked out because we were going to miss our play. So we just left. But, and I haven't done that very many times. I, I feel bad about doing that because, you know, I mean, obviously, Why? well, because the food is, I'm sure, being made someplace. And so you know, you're, I, I just feel guilty. You're assuming that, that they're doing everything they can to make your dining experience positive and you shouldn't question. But not what they've done. Not positive, but they're doing what they can with what they, they're doing what they think they can. From my side. You I, can say it if you want. I don't. From your perspective. I'm not even going to that particular event. I'm just saying, oh. yeah, just more in general on things that would make me unhappy with a meal. And, and it could be. The food coming out wrong, the wrong food coming out, a long delay. Not very often, but enough times. I'll, I'll mention, you know, I'll ask, you know, for the manager to come by and just to let them know because they, they need to know the experience that the customers are having and what they're seeing. And, you know, I typically don't do it for something that's wrong with my meal, but for somebody else when we're out with, a, you know, the family for, you know, a large, you know, 10 or 12 of us. And I realize that, you know, a group of 10 or 12 is not always the easiest uh, table to, to serve and get everybody happy and everything all at the same time. But that's their business. And if they, they can't do it, they should it. know to ask for help. what they missed and, you know, so that they can, you know, take the actions to correct it in the future and generally these are places i like to go again so i'm all in favor of them, them getting better look absolutely yeah it, it's and you know most of the the managers the floor managers are, are very good they they want to hear that if they're good at their job I and mean, you, you know I, that I, is their job it is absolutely true being a manager in the restaurant business for years um i definitely feel that you have to you have to say something, I think, if you if you don't enjoy the experience, if you want it to get better. Um, I mean, we want to hear it. We want to know what's going on. I think the thing that's different about it and it makes it okay is how you approach it. You know, if you come with it knowing that it's an, you know, things are maybe an honest mistake, something could have honestly just gone wrong, um, and, and that you would just want to make the situation better, you know, whether that's getting brand new food or, you know, getting something else, then, you know, it, it's, it's, it's just how you you approach that situation, how you come to it. I think if you, if you come in with respect and, and, you know, you're going to get that, you're going to get a, a good experience. Now, of course, I'm sure, you know, the customer is always right. So no matter what, you know, you're going to get what you want, but I think that it's a much better experience for everyone, customer included, if you're respectful with it. If, you know, if the, Waiter, waitress, you know, if they're aware of what's going on and they say, oh, we made a mistake, you know, if they acknowledge it or know that they made it, um, you know, that that's fine. That's all I need to hear. You know, it's, it's when they don't even realize it or, you know, something above that um, or they didn't want to make something right. Uh, that That's generally where I'll think about saying something. Yeah. I mean, when it's an obvious issue that someone doesn't care about their job, usually, you know, at that point, I mean, it's just a blatant mistake that could have easily been fixed or seen for Wait. sure. Absolutely. I totally agree with what you guys are saying. And, and it has to do with every server is working on tips. You know, they're not necessarily getting 
a very high wage. So giving good service and serving good food is in their best interest. And, you know, it, it, it's really important that, you know, when somebody is making that effort, it's appreciated. And I always try to, you know, take care of somebody that's, that you can see is really working and trying to take care of, of our dining experience. Uh, we've had, you know, Heather and I have had some, some experiences. There was a, a restaurant in Vegas. It was probably the best I'd ever seen at service. And it was the Burgundy Room. And it was in the back wall of a hotel casino downtown. And you wouldn't even know it's there. It's just a little tiny sign. But you go back in and, and really you're walking back into the 60s. And it's, it's all high back, you know, leather booths. And it's, you really expect that around the corner, you know, Dean and, you know, Sammy and those guys are sitting, you know, having a cocktail waiting for their night to start. And the servers there, you know, a personal frustration for me is, is, and I don't know if it's taught somewhere. And Adam, you're from the food service industry. Maybe you can tell me. It, are people, are servers taught to walk up to you and ask you a question just as you put something in your mouth? Because it seems to happen a lot. You know, I constantly, you know, I'm checking my dining room and making sure that every customer is satisfied and everything's good. And I cannot tell you how good I am at asking that question right when someone's putting something in their mouth. See, that's totally a, uh, Apparently it's a talent because it happens you know, but if everywhere. But if you're paying attention, really not. I think I'm, a lot of times I'm... <laughs> I'm just running through the dining room and, 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 uh, you know, trying to, you know, talk to everyone a little bit and, you know, um, it is, it depends on the restaurant, you know, whether you're running a, a Chipotle to running a, you know, fine dining restaurant, if you're a manager in a fine dining restaurant, you have nothing going on other than just observing and seeing what's going on. And well, in this particular case, I wasn't even talking about the manager, the servers yeah. went through this restaurant virtually silently and, I think that there were places where they stood kind of almost out of sight and watched. And I think that's one of the things that's lost in so many restaurants and whether they're short staffed and everybody's running or whatever, but these, these gentlemen seemed to watch what was going on. And as soon as your wine glass got down to a certain point or your water glass, or you were thinking about asking a question, one of them glided up and all of a sudden he was there. And it wasn't, oh, wait a minute, I'll get your server. It wasn't, this isn't my table. It's just all of these guys would walk by and all of a sudden you look over and your wine glass went from, you know, a half an inch, you know, to the two and a half inches that it should be. And it, it just, the service became not an issue until after you left and you thought about it and you went, everything I wanted was right there was taken care of mm -hmm. that reminds me that, of our re our experience at kai. kai i was gonna go there myself oh my gosh it, it, and it and it's it is exactly what you just said there there's a lineup of people that are just there for you any any wish that you have they in fact they actually pour everything exactly at the same time for the two of you we went you know just a, a, a by ourselves and and that was an anniversary thing so you know, there was high expectations. There was, you know, the intimacy level of the um, restaurant and the lighting, uh, every, everything. And then they hit everything. They right set on. the mood. Mm -hmm. They they were very high end and they met our expectations, if not exceeded oh, them. Um, yeah, I'd say exceeded. It, it's, and, and it started with walking in the door and being greeted by name, though we had never been there before. 
I'm still not. I, I've got some ideas on how they maybe did that, but uh, it, it was kind of cool. It was to, pretty impressive <laughs> to be greeted by name. Well, you know, and, and you know, again, Heather and I had an experience on the day we got married. We went to Port Orford. There was a small restaurant that, and I believe it was maybe a Denny's or or something that had gone out of business and somebody had taken it over and it was a fine dining chef and so the saturday we drove over after the wedding and sunday i walked across the street it's right on highway 101 in port orford and it's a totally unassuming place you just kind of look at it and it's like okay um, this is the place we're going to eat we kind of researched it and we knew where we wanted to go and so i walked over and made a reservation and they're like okay great and i'm looking at this town and there's maybe 500 people that live here I think maybe there's a gas station, but you may have to go a ways down the road to actually get gas. I'm not sure. So we're staying at a bed and breakfast. And so we walk across the street with not tremendous expectations that I can remember. And we walked into this place. And, and like you were talking about, John, they just they knew we were there to the point where there's a little whale carved myrtle wood with the jubies nice. card on it. And and what they did is he had a menu that he created and they sold every table once that night. So you were there and that table was yours until you wanted to leave. And the food was incredible. It was absolutely amazing. And certainly even at that time, I, I wasn't as into food or, or maybe as, as aware of, of what really great food was as much as I am now. Heather's taken me down that road. So... But I remember thinking that night that he could have medallions of cat turds, and I would eat it with the right <laughs> sauce. I, just, I, I would, I would try it. It, it. it was, it was that level of of commitment before you even received your food. No, no, no. This is uh, okay, during the yeah, meal. Yeah, no. Okay. So uh, when you say that, it, I almost wonder, and, and I've thought about this um, in my experiences. Everything is. Everything's perfect. Everything's per seems perfect. Is it really as good as you think it is? The food, or is it just because everything else around you is so nice that the food tastes fabulous? Well, I, I believe it was more the food because, again, the reason I mentioned that it was a converted Denny's. It, this wasn't a place that you walk into that just you went, "Oh my God, this is amazing." Yeah. You're looking across Highway 101 at the ocean, so it had good views, but it wasn't. You know, it was very nice inside, but you're sitting in a booth. Mm -hmm. It was just a great experience. It was, it was just, it was relaxing. It was calming. They had musical instruments in the center. At one point, a, a young boy got up and went and played the piano, harpsichord, or whatever it was. And it was like all of these musical instruments were out there for anybody that wanted to go play them. Interesting. It's just the way it occurred to me. But they had a plan with that. Yeah. But it was just, it was just a great experience. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those situations where, you know, our expectations weren't that high, but it was learning for me. And, and it wasn't a business model that could survive. In Port Orford, you're just not going to survive. There's not enough people that are going to go to that restaurant and maintain it. But we happened to hit it at the time that it was just, it was perfect. It was, it was gorgeous. You know, there was dyed silk hanging from the ceiling to give it the, the concept of it's being underwater. You know, I mean, it just, it was so well thought out and it was so cool that, you know, it, it was just a great experience. Um, I, when you say that, I'm thinking of, um, I don't know if you ever went to Papa Rosini's that was up the street from us. I was in the, where Fry's is now at Guadalupe and McClintock for mm -hmm. a period of time. Uh, 
we loved that place and and obviously we knew papa <laughs> we actually took our festivities group um there once and regularly we usually we usually always went there for valentine's day and you know other birthdays and things like that just absolutely loved the place and uh, as it turns out i mean i think he had a good model but he didn't have any kids that wanted to take it over and he got to the point where he wanted to retire so they just closed it was like it made me so sad yeah <laughs> that just, happened to the barrel room right well i think they lost their chef i think that's yeah, they had a lot of issues. They had issues. And that was another great place. <laughs> that was, great that was place. a great place. Well, and they had a nice concept there. Uh, the food was good, but one of their draws was the barrel-aged cocktails. Mm -hmm. And those were very good. It, it Again, it's something that's a little unique, and I don't know of any place within a, a 10 or 15-mile radius right now that is doing that which is really too bad. It was fun. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's a, that's a topic for another episode about starting a restaurant and, and how do you maintain things? How do you compete with... How do you keep it fresh? Well, keep it fresh, but how do you compete with chains? You know, how do you compete with the periphery of, of restaurants that are out there that are open constantly? Right. So hey, we're getting to the end of this episode. Uh, there's a couple things I wanted to mention. One, we want to thank Ebenezer, who is uh, the band that plays our, our music, Josh and the Boys. Caddy Wampus is the song that we, we play on the front end and the back end of our episodes. And uh, we really thank them for creating some really great music. They're fun to go and watch. Absolutely. Uh, they're a great band and they're even better people. And Caddy Wampus also has Zach Juby as uh, you know one of the featured vocalists. He's who you hear at the back end of, of our episodes. So Thanks, with guys. that... Diane and John, thank you very much for being a part of this uh, yeah. podcast. Yeah. And as we found with most of our topics so far, there's so much more to talk about. Absolutely. And so many different places that we can go. But we really appreciate you guys being a part of this tonight. Thanks for inviting us. All right. Thank you. Absolutely. More perspectives later. are the good ones, the good ones of today. Point them out to me so I can come and join their raid. We'll walk around this land with open hands, looking for change. We'll want to understand this progression we have at hand. Humanity is killing wheat, for this we will not stand. I say let's progress in good contest. Make conference, then love our best. Our onslaught of love will be at an all-time high. Crashing like waves on some ponderosa pines. Our love that makes no sense. We who spend love at no expense. We are a force of passion. Create a new faction. Taking action, working hard just for the satisfactions. With the abilities to shine so bright that others want to fight.